Get ready for the Organically Blunt Show, the podcast that dives deep into the world of cannabis with real informative conversations. Whether you're a seasoned smoker or just curious, light up and join the conversation. Let's get Organically Blunt. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to Organically Blunt. I am Jay Blaze, your host. And this evening, I have the opportunity and the pleasure to speak with a legend right here from the Mitten himself, Bomber the Farmer. Welcome to the Organically Blunt Show, Bomber. Sorry. What it, I, what it do, what it do. Like they say up in, in Detroit. What up, though? Definitely, definitely. So with that being said, you know, I came across you. I want to kind of bring everybody up to speed that's in the audience that's starting to join us here. People are starting to come in here and there. But basically, long story short, I'm driving around. I'm out on the road for work, and I come across Bomber's bus. And if you haven't seen this thing, definitely hop over to Instagram and check it out because I put a small little reel up about it. You know, it's it's crazy who you come across out here in the wild. You know, I did not expect to see that when I came across, across the street to get den- dinner at the chicken place. And I see a bus that is cannabis themed. And I'm like, whoa, that's right up my alley. And then I seen your name and I'm like, okay, I got to I gotta at least get a picture with this dude and let him know who I am, you know. And yeah. I didn't want to interrupt your dinner dinner at all. So that's why I, and I was busy, so I couldn't stay in the area, unfortunately. But long story short, you know, here we are. We got you on the show the next day, and I get a chance to put the face behind the bus, as you'd say. And, uh, you know, you, you know definitely. So, you know, obviously, if you have a bus, you're doing some things. So I want to kind of start, I want to start at the beginning here. So. With that being said, you know, the typical question that we ask everybody is kind of how did you get involved in cannabis? When was the first time you came across it and where did you get it from? Man, I said, my dad, just to be straight, like just straight up, right up to the point, man. My dad, my dad was an entertainer. He, uh, he played in a, in a Spanish band and anybody who knows anything about, you know, Mexican bands and in, in Spanish music, you know, it's part of the bailes and shit. So there's always, we were always at some, you know, hole in the wall bar, or we was always in all about, um, sorry about that. Uh, oh, you're good, man. You're good. It, yeah, this no, is no. raw, like I told you, man. Anything, <laughs> no, no, anything goes. So my dad was an entertainer, bro. And so, like, in the, the normality of uh, smoking green, doing white, exchanging money, the normality for that didn't really come into play like for me to really realize that like that wasn't normal or you could go to prison for that wasn't until like i was in high school you know i was born in 1980 you know what i'm saying i'm 42 years old um i'm an 80s baby so you know what i mean like uh just living a lot of that retro retro times and shit, you know so back when i was growing up <laughs> They put your ass in prison for for dealing weed. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Smoking it or being around people, and you know, and that's that's the era that I come from. So my dad, you know, my dad was always just a big time hippie, and you know, I was just like always like type of person like, man, I, I'll sell it, but I won't do it type shit. You know what I'm saying? I was just always just hustling. I say probably around when I was like 17, 18 years old, when my son Max was, you know, starting, you know, was born. You know, uh, that's when I really started trying. You know, hey man, well maybe if they're if they're trying it, maybe I maybe I should try it type shit. If I'm selling this shit, maybe I should see what I'm selling and shit. So 
yeah, that's that's where I started experimenting, you know, really heavy with cannabis, trying it. I mean, obviously, a lot of the other stuff that comes with it, you know what I'm saying? Just, you know, trying different other recreational things out there that go out there. Um, my other go-to real big was, you know, back then was shrooms and, and mushrooms. I mean, uh, uh, mushrooms and acid, that was like a big thing for me because, you know, back then I had a really, you know, nice plug on um, on Bud because I was, you know, Mexican and shit. So a lot of my, you know, family, relatives, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh just a lot of family, man, just people. And I'm not saying like the media family and just people are, you know, in the neighborhood and shit. So everybody always had packs and shit. So I remember just being at a young age and, you know, being, fuck, man, 16, 17 years old and just seeing like backpacks, you know, duffel bags full of just weed, weed, weed. So, you know, like I said, I always tell my dad, you know, dad, did you ever think, you know, uh, when, when I was little, you know, that I was, you know, what I was going to be, you know, because I ended up being, you know, in some way, somewhere, some way, you know, even though it is I'm an entrepreneur, visionary, pioneer and all that stuff, I'm still, you know, I'm saying a traditional weed dealer. And back then, that's what they would call a, a drug dealer. So I, I tell my dad, did you ever think that you're, you know, that I would be what I am, a, you know, a drug dealer? And he was just like, no, I never really thought about it. Like, but you got to think about it. It was either you were raising me to be a musician or, or, or to do that. You know what I mean? And he's just like, yeah, you're probably right. You know what I mean? Because I was a little kid. I'm talking about like, you know, three, four, five years old. You know, as soon as I as soon as I was old enough to sit in the chair and sit the fuck down, you know what I mean? My dad was taking me on the road. And so I was always on the road with my with my pops. And, you know, my parents had me at a young age. My dad, my parents had me when they were 16 years old. So, you know, they were young, they were young parents and maybe they just didn't know right. You know what I mean? Like maybe that just wasn't it. But in a lot of ways, that's what molded me to where I am today. It's weird because my brother, it's funny, he's a, he went to a Berkeley School of Music. He's a, he's a, he went to Berkeley School of Music, which is like a prestige school for people that are into music or into the music arts. And, and it might just be just anything, theater, you know, instruments, but they're all into this school. And so he got accepted into that school. So it's a big thing. Like, like I said, my dad, my dad raised us like that. <laughs> My, my brother's part of a, a whole other generation of, uh, you know what I mean? Me and my brother are actually 10 years apart. So it's wow. a little bit, it's a little bit weird for us sometimes, but yeah, he's a musician <laughs> and I'm the drug dealer. <laughs> so it, it, it's funny, but my dad, that's where we're a direct reflection of my pops, man. My, my dad, he's my hero. He's my inspiration. He's one of those guys that just really pushes me and uh, corrects me too. When I'm ever, I'm in the, a weird situation it just kind of gives me the best advice that he can be or whatever he can do to, to get me out of my situation but yeah you know I, I come from a family business so yeah that's my pretty much my first interaction with cannabis i mean at a young age I, and as far as like the first time i, I, I smoked uh probably when i was in middle school man you know what i mean like i said I, the normality just really and i think about it too you know, i was like we're smoking we're little kids smoking and you know my boy, my boy loopy's basement and shit and we would meet up in school well, my point is, is that we, we would smoke before school and nobody would ever like, I, I feel like the teachers, they would smell us, but what the fuck could they say? You know what I mean? Like they couldn't really say nothing. We were little ass kids, but I, I think that, you know, we're always trying to undermine them. Like, oh, you don't smell us. You know, you don't smell us. You know what I mean? What do you mean? Right, right. We, we smelled like it's like, and today it's like, man, you couldn't make that shit go away. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's wild, bro. It's wild. But yeah. Oh, it's cra crazy. Definitely. I can relate just living where I live here, you know? I got two freak show plants because I, I work with Humboldt Seed and uh, they're out there and 
they were blowing a little bit in the wind and they're sitting out there and I'm in a private housing community. I'm actually in a senior citizen housing community. And uh, what happened was I got lucky and bought into a, a deceased family member's home because they owed the park. Uh, yes. So I bought it for cash what they owed. And uh, everybody around here is 60 plus. Well, I got these two freak shows sitting out there six foot tall and they're starting to smell skunky. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm like, I hope they don't smell this shit. Like you can smell it pulling in the driveway. Well, you know, we're in Michigan. What can they do, bro? We right, the, right. We are the new California for cannabis. I mean, oh yeah, definitely, we're definitely the forefront. And if the thing, the thing though is, we still get a stigma in West Michigan. I mean, it is what it is. You know, I mean, people right. just don't want to really change, even though you know we get you know sixty percent of the voters obviously have said yes. That's because we have the, the medical and the recreational laws that we have today that have benefited us tremendously you know for from that um has it hurt our industry yeah i mean it is what it is i mean you know there's always benefit to, to stuff and there's also downfalls of things but you know i'm a result of all that shit. you know what i'm saying if that makes right. all the sense um yeah i mean any other questions i mean before i i mean i could tell you a little bit about what we do what's going on with us and sure i mean this is this is literally organically blunt and the way this works is this is your conversation so it's whatever you want us to know I, what i what i basically what i basically try to create here sorry to cut you off is i'm trying to create a digital campfire so all these people in the audience we're all sitting around the campfire we're passing joints and blunts and all that around and we're listening to your story so it's how you want to tell it so you steer the conversation we're here to listen no that's what's up well, just a little heads up on who I am. <clears throat> My name is Chris Bomber Martinez. I was I was born in Holland, Michigan, um, back in 1980. I'm a Christmas baby. I was born on December 24, um, class of '99. Um, I got my uh, basically my diploma inside jail just because, uh, you know, I. I I was at a young age. I was always trying to do crazy shit. I got the name Bomber from, you know, I was a, a graffiti artist. I, I was okay. Bomber. Tag. I was just really reckless at the time when I was 16, 17, 18 years old, bro. I just, you know, I'd go shit, take a ride up to Muskegon, just go take spray paint walls, Grand Rapids, go spray paint walls, all through Holland. I mean, it was just, just ahead of my time, if that made sense, you know. And it all reflected because my dad was, you know, on the road. He would always go to like all these big towns, cities, and I always got to go to a lot of the hip hop shops. You gotta remember, like, I grew up in an era that was pre-internet. So it was like yep. either had it or you didn't have internet. So it was like back then too, if you wanted like the spray paint tips or some of the cooler gear or some of the other crazy shit, you had to actually physically go to a store. You couldn't just order that shit online. There was not there was no such thing as that. And so, you know, that was that was a huge, huge advantage to me when my when I was a little kid is that my dad would take me to go see all these crazy things and I would just be around. And so I was just always hanging out with just the older generation of people. Um, I kind of had to grow up real fast for my time because, you know, what I'm saying I be ended up becoming a, a father at a young age, too. You know, so at the age of 18, that's when Max was born. So. 
you know, I had stopped graf- doing the graffiti stuff, and I was just like, man, I gotta, I gotta man up. I gotta grow the, I gotta grow the fuck up, and started selling weed. And uh, one of my close, my one of my best friends that, you know, I've I've had since you know day one, one of the Asian homies and shit. But he's just been there with me since day one, and you know, we just he, he back then he was really heavy into like. Back there in the '90s, we had those pressies was was the pills, you know what I'm saying? Which was the yeah. ecstasy. It's huge, you know. The underground parties was fucking huge. It's not like the big productions that we see for the festivals that we see today. It was like in some random ass warehouse, and you got a you got a card, and you called this number, and you, and you went to this party, and everybody got fucked up until the cops came and shut that bitch down. So that's yeah. just how I, that's how I lived, and you know and you know, when Max was born, I was just like, man, I'm just going to go straight, straight out hustle. And um, during that time, I uh, ended up getting into some trouble with some, some stuff, you know, with the law and then some other interactions with some other dudes. And I ended up having to take off to Arizona for a little while where, you know, I started, I went to school over there. And then in a weird way, I went to seminary, as crazy as that sounds, um, you know, so I went to, to seminary for a couple years, about two and a half years. And it was just really ins- inspirational for me because I, here I'm hustling, here I'm on top of the world, I'm doing crazy shit, and you know what I mean? I'm, I'm doing a little bit of the music industry, trying to jump into the hip-hop stuff, and all of a sudden now I'm having to go into, um, I had to move to Arizona, you know what I mean? Because I, you know, I was getting in trouble so much, so I went to this rehab program, and inside the rehab program, they had a seminary, and so I started doing that, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm thinking to myself, like, yeah, I'm gonna be a preacher. You know what I'm saying? You know, this is what the higher powers got for me. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a preacher, and you know what I mean, preacher bomber. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like that, that, that's, that's gonna be you. You know what I mean? And then, you know, the reality sits in, and it's just like, bro, that's just not really you. You know, my boys started coming back. Was like, you know, after being at this program for a few years, it was like, bro, you gotta come back. And I came back, and this is when I had, when I came back, and I uh, started a record label called Trust Fund Records. And then I, I opened up a, a mixtape shop. Oh, so cool. this, this is the foundations of what started while and relevant today is that, you know, back then, so we we were selling, I had to open up a mixtape store. So I was selling um, CDs for DJ Drama, oh, like wow. really for DJ Drama, um, DJ Khaled. Uh, and I mean, like, I would call him up, like, like, yo, what's up? This Kevin, let me get, you know what I'm saying? Like, we'd be on the phone, it'd be dope as hell, and we would talk, this drama, you know what I mean? What up? How many CDs you need to put in order? Because we were selling official shit. And then in 2008, the recession hit. Shut that door. And the recession hit, and it was just like, it's crazy, because it's just like, you know, like, I had, to, I had to shut the shop down. And at the time, Man. this is 2008, and this is the same year that we voted for our medical marijuana law. And in that, that year, I'm like, dang, what am I going to do? So I started working at Meyer, like working, working at Meyer, dead-end job, basically getting paid minimum wage. And during the, while, while I was working there, I smashed my hand really fucking bad. Ooh. Where I had nerve damage in my hands. I'm like, fuck, my shit's all fucked up. Well, that's the same year in 2008 we all voted for marijuana law when in 2009 2009 they started like giving people cards so i'm just like dang dude like i could get involved in this well i was going through all this transition i got an opportunity to go work for a record label down in texas with a guy named chingo bling he's like a big time marketer 
He's he's wears a cowboy hat. He's fucking cowboy. He's a real cool ass dude, bro. Well, I live with this dude for like fuck, like a few months. And while I was coming home for Christmas break, bro, I was driving through Tennessee and I get pulled over and I have weed on. They take my they take my vehicle, they take my shit, they take everything. And I'm thinking to myself, like, fuck, what am I gonna do? I don't have any I, I don't have no opportunity, bro. Like I'm fucking stuck. This is in this is in this is in this is in December of two thousand and nine. I'm like, fuck, what the fuck am I gonna do? I don't have no house. Well, while I'm home for Christmas, a bunch of the dudes that I grew up with, a bunch of rich white boys, bro. In Holland, bro, a lot of people got money in Holland. So a bunch of these rich white boys that I talked to and shit were talking about bro, we can get medical marijuana cards. And I was like, what? They're like, yeah. And I'm a smart ass dude, bro. I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm, yep. I read, I do a lot of different shit. I might not have a college degree, but I'm educated enough to know where to go find the right information. So I went and researched how to get a medical card. Next thing you know, and, and this was in December of 2009. By two, January 2010, I'm already researching how to get the card and I'm already getting a phone call. By March of 2010, I already have a car. So I'm already on my way. So I'm like, damn, I wasn't that hard for me to, to do this process. It wasn't hard for me to do this at all. I start, I'm like, man, how about I just sell this service? I could just get people from Holland and drive them across state and then just get them a medical card. Like this is easy as fuck. So basically you would pay me four or $500. I'd meet you somewhere off the highway there in Holland. And I would drive you to like Flint area. Then I would drive you to Lansing and then I would help you get a stamp because back then you could turn your shit, your paperwork into the state office and they'd have okay. a little, and they'd have a little piece on it that you could get stamped. And the only reason that I knew all of this going on is because some of my best friends were fucking living in East Lansing, going to college, bro. I should, you know, this is weird. How you know, a higher power has me this whole time, bro. Like everything is just happening the way it had to happen. So they're going to school over there and they're learning all the laws and they're going to Michigan State. So they're learning about all the stuff from the Capitol. They're learning all this other crazy shit. It's fucking wild. I'm like, damn, this is fucking crazy. So I start bringing people from my side of state over there. Eventually, the doctor's like, you know what? I'm about to come to you. I'm like, dang, this would be badass. So at the time, Max's mom, my son Max's mom was uh, working out of a hotel. And she had a that they uh i asked her hey can i rent out the conference room and a hotel room and i was like we're not even going to use the bed maybe the whole maybe the doctor might use a towel or two to wash up or something but she's like yeah and i was like well dude give me the give me the room cheap she gave me the room for like i don't know maybe like 20 30 bucks got the conference room 20 30 bucks and we're literally getting like 50 to 100 people coming to see the doctor and after they seen the doctor, we'd have a, a, all these backpacks full of medicine and Rice Krispie treats and brownies. Like, yo, you seen the doctor? Now we're your caregivers. So whatever you need, you know, we're we're yep. a club. We're a club. You know what I mean? So, and at the time, we didn't even know that we were Pure West yet. We were just still trying to identify <coughs> the fact that you know that we were actually providing this service. And it just we just kept getting literally. We had already have racked up probably about a few hundred people at the time and yeah once we racked up that many people we we're just like you know what we need a we need a fucking we need a place you know and so we we prayed over a couple different places and that's where we chose pure west and the building that we're in today isn't the building that we originally started in the building that we originally started in is across the street from the building that we're in today 
I don't know if that makes sense. Definitely. So we end up moving into this building. And while we're going through this process of going through this building, um, back then that the townships and shit, they didn't know what the fuck to do. Um, they had a bunch of more moratoriums they put up in the play to drop a lot of these little little places from having shops open up and whatnot. So we opened up our shop and we already had a network of people. So the township was already kind of pissed off at the fact that we were just even the fuck where they were even fucking there. Like, what what are you guys doing here? Like, you, we told you guys we can't have a store. So they took us to court in 2013. So, you know, you fast forward, like, I've been doing this. I'm getting people with cards. I'm hooking people with medicine. I'm, I'm doing all this stuff. And it's wild because you you don't think that you're going to be put in a position like that. So in 2013, they took us to court, and the judge said, you can't kick them out. This is in Holland. This is why I have a place today. You can't kick them out for having a private club. The judge literally said it's Americana to have a, 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 a club, you know, because back then in the 60s and 70s, bro, like probably even before that, it's not common today. But back then you would have a lot of clubs and, you know, and that's what those bikers, a lot of biker clubs, there's a lot of West Michigan biker clubs, but there's but but people don't think in that situation. They don't think that they can have a club. They don't think that they can have a private entity or a private situation and shit. They don't be thinking any of that type of stuff. So it's just wild how, you know, we started a club and the judges said, you know what, you can't kick them out. So the township ends up losing and they end up fining us for being there, right? We go pay we go pay the fine at three o'clock. At five o'clock, they're raiding us. It was already they was already investigating us. It was ready, ready to put us through the bullshit. And remember, I told you I was a graffiti artist. I had gotten in trouble. They put me in this rehab program. So I ain't had no cards to play with, bro. They ended up put me in jail. They give me a year, they give me a year in Ottawa County Jail. So when we opened up the business, we opened up, it was the club and it was the grocery store. And eventually we opened up in the strip mall, the, the doctor's clinic. So we had three businesses all as one entity, if that makes sense. And the grocery store, what was dope about the grocery store is it was right next to the club that got raided. So they let me get out every day for work release, bro, at the same exact place that I was locked down. So every day at nine o'clock, I would get out every day, you know what I'm saying? So either my brother or, you know, my girl or my son, they, you know, they, yep. they, would, they, would, they would be the ones dropping me off every single day. It was wild, bro. Like, that's the shit that I went through, man. And then, you know, it's crazy because I ended up getting out, right? And then they ended up putting me on probation because my house, Holland is split up in two counties. Holland is 80% is Ottawa and 20% is Allegan. I don't know if you okay. know that. I didn't so, know that, no. Holland split up into two counties. So my house was actually in Allegan County and Pure West is in, I mean, my house is in Allegan County and the Pure West is in Ottawa County. So I did all my time in Ottawa County. Allegan County didn't let me run a concurrent with my charge. So I ended up on probation, bro. And these... Allegan County, bro, they put me on probation, bro. I did everything that the program wanted me to do. They wanted me to do like 150 hours community service. I ended up doing the community service, bro. Maybe it was 300 hours. I don't know what the fuck it was. It was a lot. 
I ended up doing, we do a year of probation. And I did the, the community service hours. I took off two weeks and worked tulip time. I did the voluntary stuff, just took two weeks. The PO was like, how do you, can you just take two weeks off and not make any money? I'm like, dude, I'm my own boss. I can do what I want to do. You know what I mean? They couldn't fathom that fact. They couldn't fathom a lot of that stuff. And then they waited. Allegan County literally waited until the fucking last day that I was on probation. Sends a mysterious set of probation officers down to my fucking store down to the grocery store and back then we had a testing we had a gc which is a gas chromatography machine where we could test the potency of the oh we lost them guys hold on he'll be back we lost you oh it's you're wild. back you're back okay okay it's wild because they they we would test it but we left a bunch of the test stuff up in the ceiling and shit and when they came and read the place, they ended up finding the stuff. So they ended up taking me to jail. So while I'm in jail, I'm like, fuck, I'll just get work release again. Fuck no. PO's like, you ain't getting no, you ain't getting no fucking work release again. You ain't you ain't making us a joke and shit. Nope. So I ended up getting locked up in Allegheny County and they put me on this chain gang bullshit, right? So the wow. chain this chain gang bullshit where I joined this this called the chain is a chainsaw crew. It was crazy because the chainsaw crew fucking, I go with this chainsaw crew. We had to go in all these rivers, chop down all these trees and stuff. So it's basically chain gang. And I'm doing this for Allegheny County. And it's crazy, man. Like I'm saying, the higher powers always have me, man. Like just straight up. So I get it in real good with this, this, this crew that I'm with. And then the corrections officer. Correction officer, mad fucking cool ass fucking dude, man. Mad cool, old, older, uh, older guy. He's a white guy, but you know he's got he's he's part Native American. He's got twenty five percent Native American, so you know he's always just basically you know wants to help out the little guy because he knows that he that, you know he his people's always been fucked over and all this other stuff. He's always preaching some crazy shit to us, and I was just like, dang man, I was just like, you know, we're working not too not too far from where our where my shop is at and uh man it'd be kind of cool if we could get somebody to bring us some food and shit and they were like and the, the crew that i was with man they were like man just ask them bro just ask them maybe we can just get maybe we could just get some food so i was like hey man do you do you think uh we could get some food and he's like yeah that'd be cool so when my peoples come through they bring us all burrito dinners and some cokes and I'm just like, yeah, and, I, and I'm like, yo, bring me some money. So they give me $500 while I'm in jail. And I take that $500 and for like the next couple of weeks, bro, I'm buying lunch every day. I'm fucking making sure the crew has cigarettes, making sure we're fucking, you know what I mean? All the little extra shit, the shit you ain't supposed to have in jail and shit. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, damn, this is dope, bro. Cause I'm spending all my own money. They're just taking us to the store and I'm spending all this bread. I'm like, fuck, you know what I mean? And the dude, the guy that's the corrections officer, he cuts into me and he's just like, hey man, let me holler at you real quick. He's like, man, I, I done some research on you, man. He's like, you the real deal. And I was like, well, what the fuck does that mean? He's like, he's like no, like you're the real deal. Like you shouldn't even be locked up. And I was like, what do you mean? He's just like, you shouldn't be locked up. Weed's legal and you shouldn't be locked up. And and uh, I'm like, well, what the fuck? What are you trying to get at? And he's just like, man, I, well, I'm trying to get at the fact that, you know what? I have extra money because I would just go spend money on, well, on the crew. So I have a little bit of extra cash. The morale in the group is really good. We're getting jobs done for the county fast as 
fuck and we're having extra time to just go fuck off and shit because you know that's just really cool shit you know you, you're just a good spirit to be around is, is there anything i could do to help you like anything just ask me and i was like you know what there's no way I, it's real hard for me to run my business off the phone inside there you think that that uh if my people's brought me a cell phone, I could just, you know what I'm saying, keep it in my locker and shit. And he's like, you know what? You bring me the cell phone, I'll hold on to the cell phone. So nobody ever fucks with it or says it's theirs, I'll tell them it's mine. And he's just like, is there way anytime you ever need it, you can just have it. The only rule I have for you is that if anybody else from the crew needs it, you just let them have it. And I was like, yeah, shit, run that shit. So basically I ran the whole Pure West, I ran the whole dispensary from in jail for that for that whole fucking six six months through a cell phone that the corrections officer gave me because you know he went and peeped out my shit and then <clears throat> i get out bro this is you fast this is 2015 going to 2016. well in the year 2016 they raid me again bro and this time they sent in a pro they sent in a uh an aunt uh some lady and her uncle the uncle was like the snitch and then the lady was the undercover cop so they had medical cars they sent them in then i had just gone out of jail bro i had only been out for like six months i don't you know what i'm saying i'm thinking to myself like yeah high-fiving myself bro this is this is a wrap bro like we's about to be legal you know what i'm saying we getting we're getting into that those years and shit and i'm like what the fuck and uh they they end up raiding us and shit so i have to go on the run because <laughs> i'm not gonna let them fucking come find me and shit so i go in and go and talk to uh a guy named rick thompson you know i don't know if you know rick thompson he's got he's got cancer real bad right now rick thompson's actually one of the founding guys that put together the law that we have for for medical and then the law that we have for recreational um it was rick thompson uh jamie lowell uh Thomas Levine, Matthew Abel, and a handful of other people um, that that worked on this this law to get it the signatures and put in all this other stuff. And I just want to give a shout out to Rick, man. Just you know, thoughts and prayers right now. He's got uh, cancer right now. He's going through hospice and stuff. But I remember talking to Rick, man, and they had a benefit for the recreational law that we have today, and. I asked him, I said, you know, they just busted me, man. I said, they just came to my shop. I don't know what's going on. They're talking about pulling, possibly having charges. They're talking about possibly doing this. And he tells me straight the fuck up. Hide. Hide as long as you can till we can get this law passed. And I'm thinking to myself, like, what the fuck do you mean hide? And took his, I don't know what you got to do, but you got to hide. So... They end up issuing me warrants, bro, and I end up fucking like going on the run, bro. And while I was on the run and shit, you know what I'm saying? They had they fucking they finally like I'm ducking and dodge. I'm hiding at the farm. It's like we got property like towards like North Muskegon, towards Rothbury and shit. You know what I mean? Like so I'm hiding out there, and then I'm hiding in our property over there. We got property towards Hart and shit. I'm hiding over there. I'm hiding. On, Everywhere I can hide, bro, like just just dipping off, like so nobody can fucking find me and shit. And it's crazy because it's like uh, my 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 son's mother was really upset because we we're at the time we were just going through 
lot of hard things because I'm, you know what I mean? She's thinking that I'm fucking around and shit because, you know, like, come on now, you know? Right, I'm right. I'm there, like, people are following me and stuff and everything, and I can't be home. I can't be here. I can't do that. Like, how do you just magically come up with this shit? I'm like, dude, they're following me. Like, and everybody's thinking to the, everybody's thinking I'm crazy, but I can see shit. They're like at my house, they're parked around. Like, I'm driving around this dude, I'm, I'm telling you, they're watching. I'm like, what the fuck? And one day we, we decided to go to the Am, 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 Amway Grand in uh, GR and shit. And we decided to go get a, uh, one of the suites and just, you know, just relax. Cause I'm just like, damn, we need some alone time. Ordered a bunch of room service stuff and everything. And she leaves in the morning to go to the gym and shit. And she's just like, just relax, just get as much time as you can. And I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Well, we ordered so much room service, I wanted to go down to the front to go check and sit just to make sure, like, yo, man, everything's all legit and shit. And, uh, you know, that they didn't overcharge me and stuff. So I'm sitting there in line and stuff. And if you ever been to the Amway Grand and Grand Rapids, this is extra bougie. It's like, it's really uppy as fuck. Like, you you, you know, only, like, echelon people stay there and shit. It's like, it's stupid fucking money and that shit. So I'm standing there in line and this this uniformed guy like standing there and he's just staring at me hard, like hard as fuck. And I'm just like, bro. And I look at him like, excuse me? And he's just like, you, can I get your name? And I was just like, why, what's up? And he's just like, I need your name. I'm, we're looking for somebody to stay in here today. And I told him my name and then he's like, oh, you're under arrest. You're the man we've been looking for. And I'm like, well, what the fuck? So they arrest me right there. I'm like, this is crazy. like. How the fuck they even know I was here and shit? So he books me and stuff. He takes me to his his squad car and shit. And he's sitting there and like when they book you and shit, they typing in the computer, they putting you in, you know what I'm saying, in the computer. And he's typing me in the computer and he's like, marijuana, what the fuck? And he turns around and he looks at me and he's just like, marijuana, what kind of marijuana criminal are you? He goes, you know who I am and what, who, who I work for? And I was like, no, what's going on? He's like, I'm with the United States Marshals Department. We're the United States Marshals. We find the fucking scum of the earth. We find the killer thugs of this country, the bad people. And here you are a weed dealer. What the fuck kind of weed dealer are you? Weed's legal. Like, what the fuck? And I'm just like, bro, I don't even know what to say. dude. And he's just like, he takes me down to Kent County and uh, my people bond me out of jail. While I'm, while I'm out, I'm bond. I, I shit you not, this is crazy as fuck. While I'm out on bond, I'm not even supposed to be around marijuana. I'm not supposed to be around the club. I'm not supposed to be around whatever. While I'm on that, we win a first place cannabis cup for hash rosin 2017. While I'm out on a, when I'm out on a, on a bond where I was arrested by a U.S. Marshal. You know what I mean? Like, that's, 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 that's the, and anybody who wins the cannabis cup, that's the dream, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's like the Super Bowl of, you know, of, of trophies and shit. And I wanted, you know what I'm saying? I was, I, I, and the crazy story is, is that, you know, I always tell people this story too, because it's a crazy story. Like, um, me and my, my son, Max, like he's fresh out of high school and shit. And I always tell people this story is crazy because me and him, he's, I had him at a young age, so me and him, we always bumping heads all the time. You know, he's I'm always trying to put into him as much, and you know, he's still learning and stuff. Obviously, he's a kid and stuff, and he's he, now today he's you know a young man, but back then he was you know barely 18, bro, fresh out of high school, senior year out of high school, 2017. You know, and he's born in 1999, 
2017, class 2017 and shit. And it's wild because we sent them to Oaksterdam and I, they don't even have the Oaksterdam program anymore. The Oaksterdam program is like an all summer program. It's a vocational training. And I sent them to Oaksterdam to go to school over there. And um, while he's going to school and I'm on bond and we're running the farm, right? <laughs> <laughs> we're ar we're arguing and shit, and we we made the we had made the entry and shit, the entry that had one and shit. But I remember like we were going to go turn it in, and he's getting ready to go on a flight back to California to go back to school because he was flying. You know the classes were like a couple of days out of the week, and then he was coming flying home. I was flying him back so he could help me in the farm, like get entered, like working, really working the shit. And yeah. So I remember he was arguing. We're just like, man, bumping heads. And I'm just like, you know, I remember just the, the moment that just grabbing him and, and then just being in our garage and me putting my head to his head. And it's just like, you know what, you know, this time, you know, next week, you know, they're going to be calling our name and, and then they're going to be saying, you know, we want a cannabis cup and, and that, you know, we're going to be in the history books. We're going to be legends and stuff. And, and this is what it's made of. And, you know, and he's crying and I'm crying. And, you know, we're just, you know, we're like, and I just like at that moment, I just like I already had known I had already won. You know what I mean? I already had known I had oh, won. Yeah. Because, you know, I already had known that, you know, my 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 path was already just, you know, it was already predicted, bro. I mean, just in the little bit of story that I've already told you in my life, and you know, I haven't even gotten to where the spot where I am, where I have my shop. I'm only in 2017 so far, you know, that I've talked to you so far. Got my son Max, he's here with me. Say what's up, man. Definitely. Yeah. What up, dude? Definitely, definitely. So I mean, I, I you know we're a family business, and you know it's it's been it's been a blessing for us to have to have us you know what I mean uh, uh, being able to to have that opportunity to have um, as a family, and you know to be able to do that, and you know today you know the hot ass day, you know we've been pushing it to the last day. Tomorrow's supposed to rain, so. This is the first day we got our tops on the greenhouses, you know. So these guys are out there, you know, 90 degree weather, putting on the greenhouse covers and shit, you know, making sure shit's going on. He's he's kind of worn out today and shit. But you know, I told and I <laughs> I told him I said, you know, I'm about to do an interview. I just want to just get a few minutes of your time, just so you know, you show your face and let people Definitely. know her and whatnot, and you know, and uh, you know, just introduce yourself and just tell me where you are a little bit. You know? Yeah. Maximus, I've been working in the grow for past years and working the shop with my pops. Uh, like you said, I, I was the little man in the front, you know, in the front passenger seat with my pops most of the time when we were making those runs and doing all of that. Uh, I was taking the classes uh, along with everybody up in Lansing and whatnot, too. Like, I was sitting there taking notes. Oh, yeah, he took the rape class with us when I, he was a little kid. Yeah, <laughs> I took the rape class. Man. Yeah. Through, through America. I was probably the youngest one in there, dude. There was very, like, Americans, Americans, <laughs> Americans for Safe Access, uh, they would put on this. You could pay them, and the Americans for Safe Access would come to your hometown and do a raid training and they would tell you what to do during a raid and what to say what not to say right. and what you know what i mean yeah, wow. you were already taking classes like that pre-era and this is back in shit like 2010 11 you know yeah i you was know, right in the bit right <laughs> in the beginning of the plate time when we had just started pure west 
and it was just wild because that was that was our that was us you know and that's that's where we are you know and we ended up winning we ended up winning a trophy we ended up winning first place we ended up winning second place for non-solvent we ended up winning third place for non-solvent you know so you know it's not like we are probably one of the very first people to make hash rosin in our state you know uh we learned from nlg which is northern northern lansing growers nlg was uh, the homie Dab City, which is a guy who used to work for us that worked for them. He helped us coach us through some of the different stuff. Uh, Greg from um, uh, Jungle Boys. Uh, he's another oh. one. He's another one of the homies that's really shared tech with us on how to improve what we what we do today uh, for through some of the folds and different stuff. We use the same equipment they do. So like when people make rosin you always think of like people using these big ass plates, right? And right. Down. when we make rosin, we make rosin with this little ass plate. So it's like about this big. And so we squish, instead of squishing like one big ass bag, we'll squish like 40 bags. You know what I mean? So the surface area is we've, we've learned that the surface area with the bigger bag tends to be better. Uh, with I mean with a smaller bag than a bigger bag because we you know when you're cooking all those terps inside that bag it's just slowly burning it out so we just try to push it out but these are things that you know what I mean I could talk tech all day with that shit type of shit but that's stuff that we learn during our process you know what I mean and, and you know it's just wild to just be where we're at today so you know we we fast forward to where we were in 2020, we ended up winning all the awards, and then we fast forward to 2020. Um, January 2020, a guy comes in to the building, to the old building, and he tells me, "Hey, uh, I'm your new landlord. I just bought the building." And keep in mind, we were under the impression we were about to buy our building, and we were, we was, you know what I mean? We thought we was buying the building, and this is in January 2020. So, what happens in March of 2020? the pandemic happens so this guy's just like i can't sell this i can't i can't renovate this building i can't do shit. i can't do a fucking thing you guys are in here as long as you want well we had made an offer on the building across the street it was an old burger king in january when the guy originally bought the building and when he bought the building uh we we try to make we try to make an offer on that building the guy wasn't going. He's like, I want more for it. It's not fucking worth it. Like, I'm, you guys are making me way low of an offer. There's no fucking way I'm taking that offer. Well, what happens in March of 2020? The pandemic happens. We make the same fucking offer on the same building two months prior. Same exact fucking offer, and the guy and the guy takes it. Oh, of course. Yeah, because who the fuck was buying a building during the pandemic? You know what I mean? Right, right. Again, a higher power has my path. You know what I'm saying? I can't even make that shit up, bro. And That's how I bought my house. Same way, you know. It was during the pandemic, and they they owed the courts a bunch of money, and they were like, "Hey, we need to sell this to somebody." <laughs> they, I mean, this fucking place was stripped, dude. I mean, no fucking appliances, nothing. And yeah. I paid cash, and they were shocked. Yeah, they're, you got to play like that. They were ready to sell, huh? They was ready to right. get that shit going. Oh yeah, they were. Yep. <laughs> so so while so while the pandemic was while the pandemic was going on and we were considered an essential business i was funding the building across the street and paying for it out of my pocket and we eventually got occupancy this will be the second year 
that we're in our own building, we're in our own compassion club. Um, this coming year, which will be the end part of our story, which we're hoping, uh, we're looking to um, go collect signatures um, to make our shop um, an official shop through the state metric system. Um, you know, that's that's our objective. Um, that's that's the end part of our, our story, and, and I and I know that it's going to happen. Um, it'll be uh, it'll be 15 years in the making, really. You know what I mean to get to that point, but. A lot of, you know, a lot of guys in Muskegon are real spoiled because, you know what I mean, uh, you know, Greg and a few of the other guys who helped with those laws over there, you know, they made it so that there was just an unlimited supply. But you go 30 minutes up the road to Holland and there's no limited supply. There's no shops in Ottawa County at all. You know? I didn't know that. No, they're not. Wow. You know, all the township and municipalities. Uh, all agreed on one thing and that they were going to let places, you know, open up in their places. So that's why my place thrives so much, you know, and places like, you know, uh, what's some of the places like New Standard or fuck, what the fuck is the other fucking place? They're building a new one in Grand Haven on the, I, I call it the Strip, but it's over yeah. by Home Depot. Yeah. Yeah, but that's, that's the thing. That's what I'm trying to say is this, like, that, like, we we literally have something to do with all that. You know, the, a lady named Jamie Cooper, like, she really pushed to put those places in there, and she's a friend of mine. And that's what I'm saying. Like, we're going to really push for this to happen. You know, and a lot of reality, a lot of the reality, you look at it, like, I shouldn't have went through all the crazy shit that I went through to get to this point today. You know, it's just, it's, it's just wild because you look back on it and you're just like, well, what the fuck? Like, how did that even happen? But it happened, you know, all the stuff that I'm telling yeah. you. Like, uh, there's a bunch of other little stories in between there. Just a lot of drama with, you know, you know, uh, family members, you know, even with Max and us, it's, you know, family business, you know, I mean, it's not. I think we know a lot of the same people and you don't even realize it. We'll talk about that off camera, though. Yeah, no, I know. I've been. But see, that's the thing, though. Like, if it wasn't for guys like me, the industry wouldn't be where it is today. Like, you know, we yeah, we boundaries. We walked gray line, gray areas. You know, and I, you know, I don't really boast about it, bro. But like today, I don't. It's wild, bro. Because like, you know, I got the bus. You know, and the only reason that I have the bus is because while while we got kicked out of the building that we were we originally in remember and i bought the building across the street there was two months in between there that we didn't have a building so we ran the whole business out of that rv like a food truck so you yeah, would yeah. Buy, you would buy weed from us in our parking lot and then we would sell it to you like that that's how you got it basically you know what i'm saying and you know we do the sticker thing where you pick up a sticker and we hook you yep. up with but i got like i got the happy gift box which is like a whole system that i came up with it's a whole menu and you can choose what different box you want and every box is a different theme to different things so like it's a whole menu and it's really if you're a pothead it's not that hard to understand like it's just it's right. pretty cool and it's straight to the point so that's something that we've come up with it's i think it's like change the game i think it's fucked up i think i'm next year i'm really gonna go heavy with it um you know just because i know that it's it's something that just needs to be just pushed out there more i know that if i took this kind of like new york i know that they would be all over and shit but there's just stuff that i oh, came yeah. up with because i was forced in a position to come up with it 
You know what I mean? It wasn't that I wanted to. It was just that, you know, I, I wanted to make sure that, you know, we all my clients had what they wanted and we perfected it. We put it into play. And so now we're in our building. Uh, we're going on our second year being in that building. Um, it's pretty wild because, you know, we... So when, strong too. Yeah, when, it's a, it, it, the place is not going anywhere. We see we see about a hundred people, you know, saying daily. You know what I mean? Like that's 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 pretty much, you know, like us. We've pretty much built our whole situation on who we are. Um, there is no shop on this side of the state that has one award from High Times. We have ten. Uh, you know what I mean? That just speaks volume of who we are, what we bring to the table, the integrity. Um, brands like Light Sky Farms. Um, who won their first cups through our club, you know what I mean? That's that speaks volume for who we are. You know what I mean? I've, I've I know who I won. A, I won a silver a silver CBD cup with Captain Kirk uh, for Kirk Captain Kirk's edibles. Who else? I won one with uh, Kung Fu Vapes. You ever heard of Kung Fu Vapes? He's based yeah. out of he's based out of Washington State. I won a silver medal with him for Sativa Concentrate. So, you know what I mean? Like, a couple CBD awards, too, bro, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't nothing special, bro. Ain't nothing not serious. You know what I'm saying? A little, little couple awards here and there. You know, nothing major. But, you know, we flex, bro. That's that's what it is, bro. I mean, we modern-day rappers, if that makes sense, you know? Right, right. Ain't nothing like, to be mad about. Yeah, every, everybody knows it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, my mixtape is the weed that I pass you and shit. You know what I'm saying? You either it, it's like a real real life music. Remember, I told you I saw mixtapes in the beginning. So like it's like kind of like that. Like if you got a hot like weed like this, bro. Like, if you got it, you don't share it. I mean, you don't keep it to yourself. You share it. If it's good, you'd be like, yo, check this out. You know, and I got it from such and such. You know what I mean? That's how weed is. It's the modern day fucking new music and shit. You know, it's, it's what you got to do. What you got to do for real, man. You got to do it. You got to bring that nostalgic back. Bring back them old mixtapes. Make make your packaging look like a like a cassette tape mixtape. Pop it open and have your product inside. I'm serious. Bring that nostalgic back. People are loving that '90s era shit. Like it's popping. <laughs> I love all that shit, bro. Me too, man. That's my era, for real. You know, I'm a, I collect the G1 Transformers. <laughs> the little action Hell yeah. Collect them and yep. shit. Hell yeah, that's badass. Collection. You know, we all got nerd shit. I collected pogs for a long time. I got a closet for <laughs> That's just wild. Definitely. But, but, um... You got any other questions, I got, bro? I do. I do. I got about four or five questions for you guys I, that I ask every guest. That it's kind of the rundown here. And um, we'll give you guys that. And have you both answering because this is about both of you guys, you know. And before I get to that, I want to ask one question off topic. But it is on topic. But it's not necessarily on topic for the episode. But it's on topic to what you guys are talking about. So you need some signatures. So how many more signatures do you need? And this is my first question. But before you answer that, let me ask you another question to following that up. Have you heard about the Harvest Rally happening the 28th of this month at the Capitol? Yeah, so Judges, which is one of the homies too, he uh, he invited us out there to come check it out. So we'll probably be out there with the RV. Hell yeah. So okay. It'll be that. It's up in the air because it'll be that Tuesday that we come back from Lost Lands. So if I can get out there on that Tuesday, I'll be I'll be out there. Um, but yeah, I do know about that. Like I said, you know what I'm saying? I'm one of those guys that's 
you know, really act that's been out there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So judges, and I think one of the other homies, Daniel, is another one of the other dudes that's really pushing for that to really put make sure that that's put together. Um, but yeah, I know all about all that type of stuff, bro. Like, I just want oh, I like yeah. to because, and you know, and then you were asking about the signatures. We only need 2,000 signatures, and it's not that hard to put together. And, you know, we've already done the research of the like how to do it, what we got to do for a nonprofit the whole nine. So yeah. it's just a matter of putting it together now. And this perspective is just making it making it work, making it do what it do. So, you know. Definitely, definitely, definitely. All right. So we got to, we're going to talk food for a minute here if you guys are ready. These guys in the audience hate when I talk food. But I ask everybody this question. What is your guys' go-to munchie when you're high? Is it something sweet? Is it something salty? Is it ice cream? Is it cereal? Everybody's got something. What do you What do you guys pop in your mouth when you got the munchies? So, have at it. Answer it how you want. <laughs> I don't know. I eat a lot of candy, bro. That's yeah, just that's the same with both of us, man. It's mainly candy. Anything sweet. I be making. Nerd I be making the free nerd rope things. <laughs> I've been, been making freeze dried candy and shit that, in, the, yeah. in the freeze dryer and shit because you know yep. lately things hasn't been as busy as they were so I had to take some of the freeze dryers from the ash and shit and just throw them and just make shit you know what I'm saying just try something hell yeah definitely uh, definitely <laughs> hell yeah hell yeah alright so this next question you know this question's kind of uh organic don't think about your answer i want the first thought pops in your mind and i want you i want to start with your son this time and then i'll ask you the same question so this question being if you could smoke with anybody dead or alive who would it be and why but i want the first thought that pops in your head don't think probably snoop okay snoop. all right just because yeah. we got some fire <laughs> definitely okay <laughs> Definitely, definitely. And and you, Bomber, I, I got to hear your answer, too. <laughs> you want to know who I would probably smoke with back from, like, dead or alive? Anybody. Jack, anybody that I was, man, probably Jackie Robinson, bro. Like, I know that just sounds random as fuck, but, like, dude was a fighter, bro. Went through so much, like, shit and just was, like, again, ahead of his time. And had to go through a lot of pressure. And I know back then, bro, like, dude had to have been smoking. You know, you know what yeah. I mean? I don't give a fuck. Oh, yeah. So much pressure, you know, so much, you know, there was so much separation at the time in our country. And dude just really pushed really for, you know what I mean, for colored athletes, people that were of color, just to really elevate themselves to the next level. And he was just really humbling to himself. So just the opportunity just to smoke with him and just talk, bro. Just, just definitely, down. Definitely. From family to just upbringing, all that shit. So yeah, that's what I would do. That would be inspiring. I mean, that would be a real true conversation, you know. And I I like that answer a lot. I really do, you know, because there are some of them people that you can't forget about, you know. And sometimes our history books tend to are starting to write them kind of people out of them. And I don't believe on that, you know. You know, the one thing like I've had an opportunity, bro. Like you know, I'm a big time sports fan. You know, shout out to all my Detroit Lions fans. We, we're getting ready to play the Kansas City Chiefs. I'll be at the game on yeah. Thursday. Just want to make sure I let everybody know about that. And, uh, you know, I got an opportunity to talk to Calvin Johnson 
um, at one of the, at the, they have the MJ BizCon in, in Las Vegas. And, you know, I told him, hey, man, I just wanted to give you the uttermost respect for being a Detroit Lion. That's like one major thing. But one of the biggest things why I'm giving you so much respect is because you're a colored man. You're a black dude, bro. And you have your one of the very first weed shops in Michigan. And that's so inspirational to all of us. And I don't give a fuck what anybody else says. You have my uttermost respect just because of that perspective. And, you know, and he just feels like, because me and my me and my boy, bro, he's Asian, you know, me and him, you know, we run the shop and shit. So it was just like, and and then he's, you know, he's, my, my boy's like a little bit shorter than me. We're like little ass dudes compared to this tall as hell. But like, you know, he made sure to give us a big ass hug and shit. But he was just like loving on us, bro, because it was just inspirational. Just the shit that I was saying, you know, like it, it's it's it, I take that to heart, bro. Like, really, there's a lot of little kids that are that are brown, bro, that are looking up to me right now. And I'm not talking about my son's age, my little guy that are eight years old. I'm talking about the kids that are between 18 and, you know, Max's age, like to be inspirational. Yeah, I can be my own boss. Yeah, I can grow my own weed. Yeah, I can create my own brand. That's that's very inspirational for that. But yeah, shoot up the next question, bro definitely definitely you know so that being said you know you created a, a lot of products that have won awards so if you could give one piece of advice to the younger generation what would it be so you want master me i want you bomber all right the one advice that i give to anybody or to a younger version of myself is no matter what don't ever give up don't ever give up consistency man if you if you keep throwing the ball enough times eventually it'll fucking go in the reason that i am where i am is because of so many fucking mistakes that i made to get along the way you know you want to get spider mites in your shit you want to get aphids in your shit you want you you want you want to fuck up a, a a run in the in the in the in the freeze dryer you know, you want to fuck up some hash. They don't always got to be perfect, man. You'll get to that point. One day you'll get to that point. The grow ain't always going to be perfect, bro. It ain't always going to be the way it needs to be. But you know what? You're going to get it there. Like every every person, you just keep doing it. You keep doing it. You know, first you try one plant, two plants. And then you get to 100 plants. Then you're doing 1,000. But you just keep working at it every fucking day. Don't give up. That's that's any advice I could give to anybody. Don't ever stop pushing. And here's a, another set of advice I could give to anybody that's older. You know what I mean? It's it's not it's it's okay to start now. You know what I mean? It's okay. Yeah. It's okay to be forty and start fucking. Now. It's okay to be fifty. It's okay to be sixty. It's okay to be those ages and start right fucking now. You're talking to somebody that has multiple felonies, has a shitty credit score, doesn't have a house in their name. You know what I mean? Don't mean I don't have shit that's in my name, but I don't have, I rent a house and that's for legal reasons, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. I'm, being, I'm being real. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm speaking from the heart, you know, and my yep. son, like he knows, but we make it happen and we live very comfortably. You know what I mean? And we make sure that Definitely. we're sure and, and we're not starving. We're not going hungry by any means, but that's, that's us. So, yeah. Definitely, definitely. And I want your son to answer the same question, but I want him to answer it more towards, I would say, you know, this upper generation that's, you know, just hitting the 21, just getting into their being able to even right. work around the market. 
what would you say to somebody just getting started you know you know a younger version of you you know but a little yeah, more right just you know minded man you continue to keep your mind open and learn don't be close-minded and just think that this is what i can like one path you know make sure that you're able to listen to everybody around you i i've learned from the best hash makers in the world i've listened to everybody you know the best growers that my dad's introduced me to that i've learned from like it's not just what you it's what you can absorb so don't ever be close-minded and like my dad said just keep pushing don't just stop if it don't work keep going just keep going don't stop <laughs> yeah, fine. yeah so when he says hey, he and he's not lying when he says like some of the best hash makers you know what i'm saying the brandon from third gen is taking time with maximus and daniel when we competed in barcelona for the eagle clash you know what i'm saying you have in order to compete in eagle clash you got to be one of the best in the world the best only the best hash makers get invited to eagle clash and you know what i'm saying so that was a dopest opportunity and then uh shout out to frenchy cannoli which was our mentor which was like you know a uh, 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 big brother big big uncle to to max and you know what i mean took care of us and you know it was we were the first ones to make rosin temple balls and you know what i'm saying it's all in history bro books bro we was the first ones to do all that we learned that from him bro so you know like i said like max ain't lying when he says i've learned from some of the best i've sat down and i've smoked with some of the best he's not bullshitting i've made sure that you know i've taken my kid along the way to make that happen bro like you know it's it's, it's uh uh I, I i like like some inspirational shit and deon sanders his son you know him his son he's just coaching colorado right now and his son is uh the the quarterback and they just got done beating tcu which was one of the number ones in, in the country last year and they come out of there and they were favored to lose you know seven to one and shit and like like i said you know and they just showed pictures of you know deon sanders son working out with tom brady and you know what I mean? Like, if you want yeah. to be with the best, you got to be with the best. And like I said, this kid gets that yeah. opportunity all the time yeah. to learn from different people. And I made sure that to do that, you know, like Fields, another one of the, you know, Fields is a big time hash maker in Cali. Uh, Dougie from Hitman, which is like the connection to all the, all the biggest hash makers in the world. Like, bro, like we've been a part of all that shit. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, just, just a little bit of something. I'm not trying to flex it on it, just, you know, we know what we do in the background, and I'm shouting out names because these are the people that make us today who we are. And yeah, we come from a small ass area called Holland, Michigan, but you know what I mean? We've been able to do stuff like as big as the dudes. Like, Michigan has like 8 million people in the whole state. In Cali, there's 8 million people in the whole area. You know what I mean? Right. That's why them dudes can do those numbers <laughs> and shit, you know? Right. Yeah. That's insane. Definitely. Well, before we let you guys go, I got to do what we do every week when we do a show we do a seeds of bounty so while we're talking here and wrapping things up you guys know what to do in the chat well this week our seeds of bounty is coming right here from muskegon michigan i'm going to show you guys if you can see it here if i can get it smoking storks this is his greasy mittens you know uh let's see here if i can get it. there we go greasy mittens uh, it's uh, Greasy Runts and Mark of Michigan Cross. And 
I am personally going to send you this with some goodies from Organically Blunt. We're working on some new merch. I'm not going to drop any information on it now, but if you win, you'll get to know because you'll get the first run of it. So with that being said, you know, I'm going to get this contest going. It's going to open up for five-minute entry here. And there's a contest with the keyword that comes across the chat in a few minutes. So with that being said, Bomber, Anything you want our audience to know about you that we didn't cover or where they can find you at? Uh, Bomber, <clears throat> Bomber the Farmer. That's that's like my shit. I do have some uh, some some YouTube stuff out there right now. Uh, you catch me at the bus, man. Just say what's up. You know what I'm saying? Don't be afraid to say what's up. That's a big thing for me, man. And like I, I take this business um, very humbly. I'm not I'm not a I'm not a. a not a stuck up person if that makes sense like i'm very down to earth i come from i come from these west michigan streets if that makes sense i'm self-made from these west michigan streets you know what i mean like i don't i don't, I don't I, in other words like i'm on the same level as everybody i'm saying you know what i mean like in other words like I'm, I'm brown bro you know what i mean like that i'm already singled out as it is but i grew up you know saying with a lot of white boys and shit you know four wheelers and learn how to hold load up pistols. That's that's how we do it in West Michigan. You know what I mean? When I was a kid, all the white boys that I knew, their all their parents grew in their backyard. You know, that was wild, bro. You know what I mean? Like that that's real life. All them northern lights and all them, you know what I mean? The what else, man, did they grow back then, bro? Oh man. Grand granddaddy perp would be one another one. But like just crazy stuff that we would see back then and we were just little kids and shit. <laughs> And I, I'm just feel feel gr grateful to just have that, you know what I mean? To be a part of that history, you know, and be a part of that Americana and be able to bring that to the next generation, like through Max and shit, you know, I share these stories with him all the time. These guys are like, they hear me talk like an old man and shit, but it's just like, again, I was raised so young, you know what I mean? And if you guys ain't doing anybody that's listening, I'm not bullshitting. September 9th in Holland, we're we have our club day. Oh, yeah. Come through. If you heard on the show and you want some tickets, it's $20 at the door. Otherwise, it's only if you want some tickets, just hit me up. I'll get you some tickets. Yeah. I on me. I, I have a guest list, whatever. Just tell me whoever wants to come through. It's from 4:20 to 9 o'clock. So it's only for a few hours. It's not a whole night thing. I'm not having it as a big production, even though I think probably a few hundred people probably show up. <laughs> But that's just us because everybody wants to smoke with us, chill with us. You know, we're just a good vibe. So, you know, that's 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 who we are. That's awesome, dude. If I can free some hours up, I'm going to try to slide through, grab some footage. No guarantee, but I'm going to try to free no, some That's what's up, bro, if you can make right. it out. Right. Yeah, I'm just really grateful, bro, because, like, you know, you seen my bus a couple of days ago. You don't really know me now. You know, you kind of know who I am now. In, in a yeah, sense, yeah. like, bro, and then you're like, hey, I know some of the same people. I'm sure you do, bro. Like, I'm one of yep. those guys that's just like, you know, we've been doing this for a very, very long time. I mean, yep. I'm talking even before all this, the the music industry scene. I used to ride with uh, Slime Money and all and the Green oh, Room yeah. and all, all I mean, that. Yeah. I, I, I was a photographer, so I was always the guy behind the scenes, though, you know. So you yeah. didn't notice me, but I was the promoter and the photographer, so... Yeah, I know all them same people you're talking. I see yeah, it all. We that know shit. all the well, the we know all the slime money dudes. I mean, I even go back even further than that to the North Star. Jeezy got him out of the county, and people didn't even know that until he did it in his music video. He walked. I go even. I go even. 
I'll even go even further back when we was when we was rocking with part one and part two. You know what I yep. mean? Like yep. I'm telling you, bro, I go back. You know what I mean? I I was a youngster back then, but I was trapping, baby. You know what I'm saying? I was getting it in. Yeah, yeah, we all did. I mean, that's how we survived. You know, you know. <laughs> Best, Michigan was a different Michigan back then, bro. You know what right. I mean? Right. Like, yeah. It was exactly. Shit wasn't legal like today is different, but you know, it's just we used to street race with Chan and them down there and out of Highland. We go down to Hamilton all the time. Let's oh, yeah. yeah. make cars go fast, man. Yo, yo, yo. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Some of the old days though. Yo. Yep, definitely. So you know, with that being said, you know, everybody knows where to find you. We got about 45 seconds left. I want to wrap things up here, kind of let everybody know. Um, you guys got an event coming up Saturday that they can find them on at Bomber, Bomber the Farmer on Instagram. And, uh, you know, does your son have anything going on? Is he starting to take over the reins here? I mean, if he is, is he going to start getting involved with some media here? Has he got an Instagram we can follow you on and see what you go got going on or what? Right now, I'm just keeping cool. Just got my uh, whole farm shit going. I got a lot of things going on right now, so I just keep to myself. <laughs> we, ain't, we ain't mad at you. We ain't mad at you. I mean, you can find some of the stuff we do on Grumpy Bears Farms. We don't post yeah, too much. We go. don't post too much on there, but we post up on there. So it is what it is. Definitely, definitely, definitely. All right, guys. With that being said, we're gonna pick a winner here for the contest, and we're gonna, then after that, we're gonna end the show. So here we go. Let's pick a winner. The bot is gonna put it in the chat. Winchester Wild 90, you are the winner. Make sure you know how to hit me up either on Instagram or email organicallyblunt at gmail.com. We'll get your address. I'll get this out with some other goodies. You never know what I'm going to put in the box or what I get your way. It could be more than just this, you know, but definitely. And I have another contest to announce to you guys for people that don't know. We have a group. It's mostly Michigan, but it's called Glove Buds on Facebook. Come find us. I got a big contest going on in there that I collabed on. If you can find it or you find it on our Instagram, we got a shitload of stuff we're giving away. So I can't even explain it all. Go find it and you'll get the details if you're interested. Definitely. So with that being said, thanks for watching the Organically Blunt Show. Thanks, Bomber. Thanks, Max. You guys enjoy the rest of your weekend. I'm going to try to meet up with you guys in the flesh. You guys enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you. Yep. Go Lions. Go Lions. Definitely. Definitely. Have a good night, guys. Yep. Let's take a second to thank our partners. Grow Strong Industries, the makers of Gorilla Grow Tent, Kind LED, and Lotus Nutrients. For the strongest tents in the industry, Gorilla Grow Tent has you covered. Kind LED for quality bar-style lighting with UVB technology. And Lotus Nutrients. Take the guesswork out of feeding your plants and building a healthy root system. The HLG Scorpion 700R is a quality light built in the U.S. by Horticulture Lighting Group. If you're looking for quality results, Humboldt Seed Company with over 20 years experience in Humboldt County. Humboldt's first seed. Captain Redbeard Seeds. Genetics that are loyal to the soil. 
Lost Coast Plant Therapy, an all-organic IPM solution. Build a soil loyal to the soil. Country Roots, farmers helping farmers build quality soil and amendments. Smoke and Stork Genetics, genetics that are truly applied above. Seedsman Genetics, a seed company that has been in business for over 20 years. Fish Shit, an all-natural soil conditioner. Sofem Genetics, Green Wolf Genetics. Extreme Gardening, world-leading microcryosine. Dry tents, because we all need a place to dry our harvest. Rain Science Grow Bags, made in America and the most durable bag on the market. Thanks for listening to Organical Blunt, raw, uncut, and unedited. If you like this episode, be sure to like, share, and subscribe. And you can email us at organicallyblunt at gmail.com. You can also follow us where you listen to podcasts.